Welcome to Brick City Blockade live studio sessions with your hosts Robin Vogt, Sean Michaud, and James Brown. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Brick City Blockade's live studio sessions here from Exeter TV 98 Studios at Exeter High School. It looks like Mr. Bob Iger's got some plans heading forward. If he's going forward, like you're saying, and he wants to continue uh, Star Wars, I believe it was 2030 that you said he wanted mm. to continue until. I, I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say no to that. And uh, what you said earlier was uh, that he was planning on going in a different direction with some of the movies. And uh, you mentioned that might include some old Republic stuff. So let's see how far back we can go. Maybe get some Darth Revan in there. We're just gonna get a lot of new Star Wars content coming up in the future. More for us for this podcast to grow, and we'll see how what this takes us. We're going to get some real different stuff in this film, and I think it's going to be a nice kickoff to the future of Star Wars. James, I I, I don't think we've ever gotten your true opinion on what The Last Jedi might bring or maybe what some of your thoughts are or hopes even for the film are. My hopes for the film are that we're going to see, A, obviously we are going to see Luke Skywalker in a much larger role. I'm actually looking forward to seeing Mark Hamill act again because beyond being Luke Skywalker, he's always been a phenomenal actor. both on and off camera doing voiceovers for shows uh, like The Simpsons and uh, I believe it was Futurama a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was, that was a brain <laughs> <laughs> um, We obviously know that it's going to be Rey and um, I'm, I'm very curious to see how she develops as a character and as a Jedi. I am a Jedi, like my father. When we're talking about the future of Star Wars and everything, we're talking about this possible 2030 extension. Like you said, Robin, we, I hope this we get more films with more female characters and more diversity in casting basically male and female Mm, that's one of the things i think star wars personally is going to take a hold of very quickly is that the diversity has played a major part in what they've done so far i mean you want to talk about diversity rogue one did it in some different ways casting a riz ahmed casting somebody like a diego luna to Mm -hmm. play the role of cassian andor bringing different cultures back into the star wars universe Star Wars movies. There's a decidedly monochromatic uh, palette in the uh, mm. in the casting, mm. and then you come in the prequels and you have Samuel L. Jackson added in. So it's like, okay, well, I guess humans in the Star Wars universe are more than one color. So it's the human race as a whole now, and uh, instead of being the the uh, kind of racially biased entity that the the Empire's always been, um, they now become the xenophobic entity that they were always meant to be and that they were always described as. Because you do have humans of all races. Them including Grand Admiral Thrawn was a big move. Can you smell what Thrawn is <laughs> My race is just as powerful as the humans, and Palpatine noticed that. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes that character so special. Absolutely. And we'll also find the history of the Empire, or the Emperor uh, Palpatine himself will find if there is uh, an alien uh, that suits his purposes and is useful to him. He will often bend his own rules to put them into posi- in a position of power. And uh, I believe the military governor of Moss Eisley was um, a Gotal at one mm. point as well. If, if you read through the uh, tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina, that was mentioned as well. So that's another aberration in there. I'd almost like to see um, if if, the, if Disney licensed out to the Sci-Fi Channel or something like that, and they wanted to uh, do kind of like a Waterworld type four-part. Mm hour and a half TV miniseries, tell a couple of the stories that way. That'd be pretty cool. Just really expand or, the universe. Or maybe kind of do something like a, like America Horror Story, like have a, like each season's a new character. That could be that could be actually really good for something that's a continuing thing instead of just doing like a TV miniseries. That's actually a pretty good idea. I could totally see that with the bounty hunter background. Ooh. If you did Ooh, a Dengar yeah. and then you move to a IG-88 
and then you move into a Boba Fett, and then you move into, I don't know, you could get some of the Clone Wars-based assassins, such as Jango Fett, or one of those yeah. other ones. Those would be really, really cool. It'd be a lot of fun as well to kind of break them down that way. Captain Solo to Jabba the Hutt after I, I think Disney has pretty much stayed true to that format. I think they've said, you know what? We're going to have open casting calls for certain roles. Um, they're not allowing the big Hollywood celebrities to come in and play the big roles, which has kind of been cool. Like, I'm just going to tease something from episode eight. I mean, you want to talk about a big Hollywood role, getting somebody that we really don't know is Benicio Del Toro. We mm -hmm. still don't know who his character is in Star Wars and episode eight. Also, Lara Dern as well. Yeah, exactly. A Gwendolyn Christie yeah. playing a Captain Phasma. That's a much smaller role than she's used to. And I think what we have to look at is that, you know what? Star Wars is somebody who gives the small actor an opportunity. Daisy Ridley, it's, her, yeah. it's one of our biggest breakout of her career. Even she just she just started acting like a few years ago. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was talking with Scott Inch about it on our review of how Star Wars conquered the universe. That's Harrison Ford. He was the cabinet maker for George Lucas and said, "Hey, you want to be in a little film I'm producing right now?" And uh, you know, he said yes to it. And finally, later on the road, he said, "Let's let's cast you as Han Solo. Let's put you in Star Wars." You keep pulling in people like Natalie Portman to play some of the side roles. And then Samuel L. Jackson, who, you know, from Pulp Fiction on, just incredible. So I'm hoping we see some more of that through the next movies. Like you said, Benicio Del Toro, well, I cannot wait to see him. Well, we're going to see Tom Hardy in the next uh, next episode as well. We don't know his role. It's probably going to be a small role, but one award uh, two years ago for, no, one year ago, sorry, for The Revenant, so. Oh, man, I can't believe I'm blanking. This is the worst. I'll tighten those scavenger scum. Happy birthday, Ms. Knightley. Call me. A lot of blanking happening Gosh. here. There's no such thing as a non-important role or somebody who is, you know, just not that crucial to the story. Everybody's crucial to the story, no matter how small, no matter how big. I mean, the droid at the beginning of Rogue One, if you didn't have him, the Ursos would have had no idea that Krennic was flying in at right. that time. So again, even a droid can have an important role. 2030 was going to be one of the dates that I would be seeing on the news screens no. and in the articles online. I thought it was just going to be a standard 10-year adventure with Star Wars, and then we're going to move into this, these different formats. It has really surprised me just how much Star Wars has exploded once again in this universe. And to see the number 2030 is just absolutely amazing. I always had hope that they were gonna bring more Star Wars stuff, even even though they said, oh, this is it, no more Star Wars. I always had that slim hope that we're gonna get more and we're getting more. <laughs> That's right. You were a, uh, a mediocre actor. Uh, the best thing you ever did was um, obviously, you know, we can, we can all get past the fact that Patrick Stewart played a better Enterprise captain than you did. Um, you associate Darth Vader with anybody other than David Prowse or James Earl Jones, and there, there's problems. Yeah. Yep. That's for you out there, Brick City Blockade listeners. Don't mess with James and his Darth Vader. I think it's time. It is. Oh, we get to do it here in the studio? Right here? Right now. Right now? Jin, Jin, it's time to do plug time. Another happy landing. Where can the good people find you 
on social media? Uh, currently, you can find me on Facebook at James Brown. The email associated with my account is thatradiovoice1989 at gmail.com. YouTube channel is coming soon to be dis- disclosed within the next couple of weeks. And you can also listen to James on every episode that the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We love having you do the voice on each episode of this podcast network. He is the voice of the podcast network. Also, look for him on the Future of Star Wars tour, introing every single panel that we do and being part of the Star Wars fun. Mr. Sean Michaud, where can the good people find you on social media? They can find me on Twitter, Sean Michaud1. Follow me on Instagram, Zone2434. Friend me on Facebook, Sean Michaud. And follow my music on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. And I just released my music theory, not music theory, sorry. Yeah, it was kind of that. Yeah, more, more the music was stars, John Williams, and it's on Pick City Blog. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak. <laughs> no, but, but yeah. de- de- definitely make sure to check out Sean's article. It's called The Man with the Baton. It's about Mr. John Williams and what we are going to expect or what we might like to see in Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last mm-hmm. Jedi. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at... Mr. Vote tweets. You can also head on over to Instagram. Follow me at the official vote. Also, make sure to check out the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network page on Facebook. Send a nice little friend request over there. Make sure to follow us over on Twitter. And I'm going to make the announcement right now. BrickCityBlockade.com is happening, folks. Mm-hmm. Spring 2017, an official website for everything Jedi Scavenger, Vintage Viewport, and the Brick City Blockade Podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to follow us. Also, make sure to subscribe on iTunes. I don't want to forget to tell you that everything is over there for you to listen to. Make sure to subscribe for everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. And again, please make sure to vote for us in the 2017 Star Wars Podcast Awards. Best new show. That's right. Time is crunching. That's right. April 1st, the polls close. So make sure to get your vote in before then for the Brick City Blockade Podcast and a lot of great other shows out there. It's that time of the show, guys. Thank you guys for checking out mm-hmm. Brick City Blockade studio sessions from EXTV 98. And as we say here on the Podcast Network, for Mr. James Brown, for Sean Me Show, this is Robin Vote. May the force be with, with you. you. Always. And also with you. And it- No, that's a problem. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm one by the force. The, the force, force is with me. me. And then they killed him. Then they killed him. Now we're not going to see Donnie Yen in any more Star Wars movies. What's now?